0: I appreciate the just about as low rent as possible approach, admittedly, yeah, and I, absolutely. I, think I, th- I think there's something to it, um, and it's, it's why I was excited to start off with sunk cost and the Ikea effect, not only because they're two of my favorite cognitive biases, but they're like the meta-cognitive bias about, hey, we should start a podcast. Right. Most of the reason we will continue to do this far past its usefulness or utility are <laughs> the sunk cost fallacy and the right. Ikea effect. So.
1: It's, it's 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 also the meta fair to just of... keep doing a stupid project because it's fun,
0: right? No, but, um, but so that's but that that's probably ironically like one of you know if we think about all of the things that are like the part of the suffering that is being a human being, maybe part of like the joy that's being a human being kind of is cognitive fallacy sometimes.
1: Uh, it I would say it's an inseparable part of being a human, so therefore it has to be part of the joy of being human.
0: That's, if there is any joy.
1: <laughs> that's right. fair. Okay, so in
0: the event that anyone ever wants to listen to this, um, who, who are we and what are we doing and why are we talking? Uh, we're talking
1: because you, so we went to brunch to talk about a random unrelated project and just while we were waiting for the food to show up or something, you just leaned over and went, how do you feel about temporal discounting?
0: <laughs> that sounds, sounds like me and i was like you know what people don't ask me that question enough in my life <laughs> I, would, I would i would i will give you 50 dollars now or a hundred dollars in a month if you tell me your feelings about temporal discounting yeah exactly although i feel like that's too complicated to start with here right right so you're um, gonna probably pull it pull it back all right so why are we, we talking go. I got about my image back why why uh, would we talk about temporal discounting um so it goes back to important? what you were talking about when we first started t-
1: when i first started recording which is uh i am on an endless quest as a producer and as a and as an occasional podcast talent to execute the lowest l- lowest production <laughs> effort piece of media that i can possibly muster and i think that that the the ideal manifestation of that is getting another person that you always have enjoyable conversations with And find a big ass list of stuff for you to talk about for a half hour once a week. The list of cognitive biases on Wikipedia is endlessly interesting. And it's like 250 entries long. All we have to do is look up a new cognitive bias every week. And we'll have something to talk about for a half hour. I won't have to edit it. It'll go out on. I'll set up a YouTube channel. I, I tried to do it in the five minutes before this. And it turns out it's harder to get a live stream up on YouTube than it is to purchase a firearm in the United States,
0: which um, I'm sure there's a cognitive bias. There's a waiting somewhere. period. So I can't misbehave. Holy cow. Power of streaming. Here's, okay. That's a whole separate conversation <laughs> about mimetic warfare that like, will I'm somehow, somehow we'll end up working all of I'm our, i sure like, we'll end up talking pet about Theories it. into <laughs> different cognitive biases. But I appreciate this because one, um, if anyone is listening to this who has found it through myself and who doesn't know Adam Kerpelman, Adam Kerpelman is one of the smartest people I know and one of the most curious people I know around. So why does stuff work um, in a way that <laughs> in a way that doesn't make your skin crawl or your eyes roll into the back of your head? Which turns out are two really important missing features from most think boys is that part where you also just want to throw your computer in the river after listening to them speak. Um, so I thought it'd be fun if we if we jammed on this, and the second is that like cognitive biases define most of the things that we think of as like why the fuck did I do that or why do we do this writ large. So the tagline we threw up on on our low rent Twitter marketing campaign for this is come make bad decisions with us, um, which is usually you know the text that goes out in the group thread you know Friday at ten fifty nine, but there's a thing to poke at about. Why do we make bad decisions? Um, you know, just by by briefly a background. Uh, my background's computational neuroscience, um, both professionally and academically, in the companies I build and in what I studied. So, thinking about thinking and thinking about how thinking works at a mechanistic level has been a big part of my the arc of my life and my experience. Um, and then figuring out how do we communicate that, such that people feel empowered to own a new part of their reality with this new small little thing you gave them. Um, so I don't, I'm not interested in, in seeing if we can't like solve the largest problems out there. Cause they're important and people like those, but like, what does it mean to give people a new little tool in their toolkit by which they can go affect some meaningful, purposeful dignified change in their world. And I think cognitive biases fit that MO real tight because it's, it's the bugs in our code. It's why we do shitty stuff. Right.
1: And, I'll say the reason you're the perfect co-host for this. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate the, the joy is mine. Words. I yeah. try to be that.
0: Yeah. it's really exactly important to thing you think just boy.
1: described. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're here because you said think boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think I, the first please, night please, My met, father was a thought leader. You can call me think I was boy.
1: explaining another podcast to you. Like that I that I was doing at the time we met many years ago. And you said, Oh yeah, it's a two dudes talk about stuff podcast. Totally. And you ran me through your like your like set of archetypes for existing (laughs) podcast, you know, themes.
0: Yeah, there's 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 Um, softly spoken bespectacled (laughs) New Yorker podcast. There is um you already know the answer, who done it true crime podcast. There's a few flavors of like nerddom podcast, and then there's two dudes explain reality to you podcast. (laughs) <laughs> we always suck, except unless you're one of the, like, 17 types of dudes who think two dudes podcasts are important. Like, on one end of the spectrum, they're, like, very thoughtful, like, well, yes, that's just discourse. Another end, the, like, bro-jogan end of discourse. Um, And then to everyone else, it's just kind of the eye roll, like, see, this is why we need waiting periods on microphones and YouTube, because you guys are the problem. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So,
1: So what it comes down to for me is... I think we can once a week for a half hour, enjoyably talk about one of the things that is it's like you just said, it's one of the most empowering things that I have locked away in my brain. The idea of where are the bugs in the code and like you have cognitive biases and then you have logical fallacies. They both, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Logical fallacies turn up all the time. If you're in conversations where you're sort of debating with someone mm-hmm. yet, they are the douchiest possible thing that you could point out if you want to have the conversation continue. You can't, right. you can't in polite conversation point out the mechanical failure in
0: someone's <laughs> in argument. So conversation. Because yeah. it
1: just sounds like you're going, wait, what? Like it, 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 They just go, uh, you're well, supposed that, to you answer the substance of what I say. And you're like, no, no, it's a much stronger thing to undermine the structure of your argument. No one actually understands that. Ah uh, so, you can, so can, you can never actually yeah. use that in in, in conversation. Right, Yet once right. you start knowing to look for them, you can't unknow them, and you see them everywhere. And I want everyone else to feel as ruined as I do by that <laughs>
0: totally by broken. That
1: being in my brain. Yeah, that's temporal discounting. You don't know it, and it's so it's not going to matter. And I can't point it out, or I look like the kind of person you don't want to talk to right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um,
0: And and I feel that in my bones, Um, having you know survived both academia and a like oh you live in a tech hub like kind of parties ad nauseum in in which uh, you know it is it is basically forty five think boys and, and one think girl. Um, wishing there were more think girls there too, uh, you know, sitting around, seeing if they can't outread it in one another, it's like, yes, I too have read the internet today. Um, and that's a thing. And like, I get it. It's like, you know, everyone's funds made of different stuff, but there is also, I think what you pointed to a place in which once we leave those little dark intellectual pools and we enter just common discourse that we find that these types of problems and thinking crop up constantly. And they're kind of invisible to most people, except in their most egregious forms. And they're super pernicious. They're things everyone's brain does. And the hope is that the more that you know about them, the more that you know what they look like, how they happen, the better the types of conversations we can have become and the better types of outcomes we can ask for in civil discourse and in our workplaces and our relationships we we can want. So to me, it might be a good place if we started with um, what is a cognitive bias and what is a a, a cognitive fallacy Um, before we dive into picking on one or two and kind of getting at what they're made of. I want to talk like broadly, what are we even fucking talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean? My brain has bugs in the code. So how do you understand? How do you think about cognitive uh, bias and cognitive fallacy?
1: Well, first, just so so we've answered the previous question that came up, where to find us? If you're listening to us already, you must know, right? Uh, There'll be a podcast. I think we're going to stream to YouTube live once a week. Uh, and that's literally it. There's no website. You can email cognitive bias podcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us. Holy shit. Otherwise, we already found this via the channel by which you can talk to us. Cause why the hell's L what? Why the hell's L? Why the hell else would you be here? Bird drives trump,
0: <laughs> Right. Um, or, you know, in the event that the reality is these are going to be pretty evergreen because, I, you know, it's not like they're shipping a hot fix to Cognition right. anytime soon. It's not a hot take. <laughs> yeah, these aren't hot takes. These aren't news. These are pretty evergreen. Um, so get in touch with us. Um, shoot us questions. Let us know if you want to come chat with us, too, about this. Um, right. Or because, yeah, if you have like, a favorite I'm, bias. Yeah. because I like tell us about it. I've, but I do. See, that's the fucking problem. Um, so... so but that, that's why, like this, this isn't like we're going to discuss like one of the finer points of um, uh, rocketry or you know some of the importance of pedagogy. Like cognitive biases are what we're made of. It's why when you have conversations with that one friend and they do things ranging from like moving the goalpost or um, strawmanning, that you look at that and you kind of it scratches. You, like I know they just did one of those things where they made this conversation shittier. Because they're trying to prove a point and win. And I don't know how to talk about what they just did. Because I don't know what that's called. And I hate it. So what what's there? What's that made of? Yeah. And why do we do so, those things? So my,
1: my take on cognitive biases without trying to be too, I don't know, highfalutin about it is we, our our powers of reasoning and communication that we sort of use to make up society are secondary to a bunch of sort of base layer animal instincts to try to win, to try to fit in, to try to do all kinds of stuff. And when you have a really complicated computer that is the human brain, like Stumbling in its machine learning algorithm toward trying to achieve the ultimate goals of reproducing, fitting in socially, all the things we care about way more than expressing ideas properly, then you end up with an algorithm that writes faulty code sometimes. And it has things where the feeling that an idea causes is overriding, if you don't know to watch for it, the logical capacity that you have to go. That doesn't actually. If I think about that for a second, it doesn't make sense. And so they just yeah. end up incorporated in a way where people are feeling like they're moving forward with a conversation, when they're actually not because structurally they're they're failing with the, the logic part of their brains not computing properly.
0: And and I, I like that you point to the part of the brain piece because I I always I have to come back to the okay so what's probably going on in our brains component of this. My understanding of cognitive biases is, is is basically what you just described, that we're under a huge pressure to make decisions quickly, to make judgments quickly, to value things. Do I value this versus that? And how much do I value it? To pattern match, to make sure we're making the best decisions we can, giving limited data or limited time or limited resources. And- In the abstract, if we slowed everything down and took a lot of time to think through everything, there are certain types of predictable decisions we would make. If they were value decisions, we would make value judgments that were accurate by what we really valued or the actual value of a thing. If they were pattern recognition decisions, we would take the time to find subtle patterns and match them accordingly. If we had infinite data, we would spend a lot of time to reasonably collect information before deciding. But we fucking don't. We don't have any of those things. So in the abstract, we think about there being correct decisions to make or correct ways to think, but it's a kind of very fuzzy like whiteboard version of correctness. Because practically speaking, your brain doesn't give a shit and it can't give a shit about whether or not it makes like the perfect decision or the optimally rational path because it wasn't evolved to do that. It was evolved to, as you described, basically get you like through to reproducing and dying at the ripe age of 32. And that's basically where it tapped out in terms of architecture. But it's not, in my understanding, just an architecture problem. It's that culturally, there's just good enough decision-makings, decision-making patterns. Like you, the tools and the ways that you learn to make decisions are basically good enough to, to work. And everything. If, if you're anyone who is listening who is in the, between the ages of 24 and uh, 44 right now, and you're coming to realize that the world is entirely held together by duct tape, and the people that you thought of as adults the whole time never had any idea what they were doing and always made bad decisions and were complete loons, you're right. Um, human civilization basically putters along with mediocre decision-making because it it's all that was required of it for the ideas to copy and for the genes to copy. And when we think about the errors in our decision making that cause us to make decisions about value, about pattern detection, about what we do next, about who we associate with, what we want we have to make them basically instantly and we have to make them good enough. And so our brain employs these little hacks or it has these bugs in it and those hacks are those bugs we call those cognitive biases that they're the parts of why we maybe don't make the best decisions all of the time. They're super predictable. They happen to everybody. They happen to men. They happen to women. They happen to NBs. They happen to people of color. They happen to white people. Everyone does cognitive biases. Like no one escapes the cognitive bias thing because you have a brain. It follows the same evolutionary pattern as everybody's. You're born into the culture that allows you to listen to a podcast. Therefore, you're shaped by the same types of thoughts. And you two probably even recently have made cognitive bias decisions that weren't phenomenal decisions, but you did them anyway. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. The
1: funny thing about knowing about them doesn't mean you don't do them. I watch myself do it all the time. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm aware that I'm making a good enough decision with that bias going, you know, I'm going to do it this way. It's probably colored by this, but also in the short term, it really doesn't matter. So the tagline for the podcast really should have been, come make good enough decisions <laughs> with us. <laughs> but I like,
0: like that why it's basically what I've told every partner. Yeah. Well, so it's actually decision. a perfect
1: segue to the one that we were going to talk about first this week. Uh, uh, sunken cost. Fallacy, yes. Right? Please. please, so Which I've a, experienced in the past a 24 perfect, hours. Yeah. It's a, it's a perfect example of... Something that works in the short term, but doesn't in the long term. And then, and it it is exactly about that kind of discounting, right? Like you, 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 so to give it a definition, sunken cost, uh, uh, fallacy as it's called sometimes, uh, but the bias around sunken cost is we tend as humans to overvalue work we've already put in. When trying to decide
0: if we should keep working on a project. If I'll put this real straightforward, and I'm not gonna, you know, this doesn't have to be about you, thoughtful and totally non-biased listener. This can be about your friend, but have you ever encountered a friend dating someone and they say, Yeah, you know, it's not going well. It's going terribly, but we've been dating for five years, so you know, we're gonna keep going. That's sunk cost fallacy. You have that friend. And you've looked at them and said, you're an idiot. Like just because you've already done this for five years doesn't mean you should do it for one more day. And that's intuitive to you, the person who cares about your friend. But you've seen this. You've seen this a thousand times. And you've probably done it yourself.
1: Well, and the reason I I say the short versus long term thing is because in the short term, you can see where that hack comes from. Because you need some level of persistence and like value of the the, the toil that is the work you're doing at the time for whatever this thing is that may not always be easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like and at some point points.
1: it teeters over to like, okay, now it's bad enough that it doesn't matter how much you've put in and you're failing to properly look at the future because of the the hack that was supposed to just get the flywheel going so that you can make it over the hard part of the, you know, whatever it is. Buffalo hunt, <laughs>
0: and, and, but, and, but that's a that's a, yeah. The, what's the uh, the yeah the the evolutionary path of it? But yeah. that's a good point. Is that there's got to be some trade off, um but that it does serve a purpose. Like life is hard, and life in which these cognitive biases kind of crept up on us a long time ago was way harder. You know, for all the whinging we do about you know late capitalism, like you didn't die of a stampede today, um, and so. The parts of your brain and the subsystems cognitively that lead you to overvalue something, even pathologically up to a tipping point, that had to do something to benefit you at one point. And you're, I think you're right. It probably was grit that we, we favored gritty people or people who are like, nope, sticking this one out. Because it is a, a stick it out thing for a while until it isn't anymore and it becomes a, wow, this is catastrophically bad. Yeah, I mean, you know.
1: I don't know if anyone's ever tried to grow vegetables, but you spend a lot of time going, hmm, this might not work. <laughs> why, am I, why am I doing it? And this? I may go hungry,
0: <laughs> but you kind of have to wait it out. That's um, a really good point. That's a really good point that like these, <laughs> these things come from somewhere and they all serve a purpose. And so we pick at, okay, where did they come from? And what might have that purpose been? That, that does inform us a little. Uh, but I, I like picking on, on sunk cost fallacy first. And that's why I said it's probably the, the metacognitive bias because it's the one in which Adam and I will maintain this podcast where there's only like three people who ever listen to it for like six months just because we're having fun. We'll tell ourselves it's because we're having fun. But practically speaking, it'll partially be because we've already put a lot of time into it. And therefore, we disproportionately overvalue it because of the amount of time we put in. But isn't that the fun of, of building new things?
1: But that's part of why I throw the low lift. Like, I'm I'm deliberately trying to make sure that we don't start with. And this actually is good startup advice for any. Ooh, I like that in that type space. Yeah, like I personally am very aware that I'm a big fan of coming up with a cool idea, doing a a, a logo. I love like making a landing page real quick to try to pitch people, and at every step. I know I'm a little more sunken into the like having an emotional connection to the brand. And then you have the thing where it's like, okay, I couldn't get enough people interested and this thing isn't going to happen. And now I'm depressed. Like every little step of of building the thing up is like, so I'm deliberately trying to put the artifice in place that is essentially just like, look, the point is we talk every week. If people care, they're going to care whether we have a sexy logo or not. Regardless, once they care, we'll have a sexy logo. I'm, I'm, we're both really good at that. But-
0: so, so I appreciate the f- the framing, and maybe this is a thing that we can we can try to do as as we build this idea out. Is and I, this probably goes back to the, this idea of like bottom up culture, and that all of the interesting things that happen aren't going to be top down. They're going to be very like, look, let's just see if this takes hold. Is under engineering. And just totally low renting it because maybe that's part of an antidote for sunk cost. Is that if you know that it's going to take us ten to fifteen episodes of having this conversation before anyone gives a shit or listens or wants to beyond our mothers, um, why invest more until you get that data? If if that holds out, what that could signal is that if you know how sunk cost works. Maybe there's anti-patterns you can put in place. Maybe there's antidotes, so to speak, mentally, where you can say, "Nope, I I know that I am want to do all of this over investing, keep it as light as possible, because if you have to walk away from it, it's like skipping town when you only own IKEA furniture. It's like, well, It's yeah, like all, sink, all sink, sink as
1: little oil. cost as pop as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah." Okay. Which good. Was, we then, we solved sunken cost okay, fallacy. Okay. We solved sunk cost fallacy. But that that does <laughs> that does purview into the the other thing I wanted to to, to play out, which is the IKEA effect. Which is which is, uh, the two the combination of the two of these is the welcome to a cognitive bias podcast like starter kit. Um, are you familiar with the IKEA effect? I'm not. This is a good one because you can define it for me and then I'll your whole life is actually move. also built out of the IKEA effect. The IKEA <laughs> effect sure is. is that. You disproportionately value things that you had to make yourself because you made them yourself. So the, the fact that you have built a life made out of things you've assembled by hand, ideas, companies, partnerships, projects, and that's a big driver of the value of the thing is, yeah, but I assembled it. That's the IKEA effect. And that, that's why I wanted to bring it up at the, at the outset of a conversation about cognitive biases, because the second reason we'll keep doing this podcast for way too long is because we built it ourselves. Right. And it causes you to, to over index on its value.
1: I don't even know how to respond to that. I have so many. So, like, I love that it's called the IKEA effect. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel that way about IKEA <laughs> furniture. <laughs> But I completely understand uh, why it has that name. Yeah, but like but that, that's the because, idea that's that they've built it.'re like,
0: right. you're, you're not the The, you're idea not like the reason you anymore. put
1: up with the cheapness <laughs> of the furnitures because you actually feel differently toward it because of that like half-hour build session on some Sunday when you screwed the desk together or whatever. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That is real. No, see the, the problem, I think, as I apply it to my own life is that like I have a wood shop in my garage. I I feel baggage because of IKEA's because of IKEA furniture. Because I have the tools and the knowledge to be making a fine version of whatever I'm putting together and I'm choosing not to.
0: That's that's a whole <laughs> separate that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, that um, is for sure a personal problem. That's 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 but I'm so aware of that in my effect. life
1: because then I make fancy things and I'm really attached to those. Um,
0: I see the it, shutting effect. down a
1: shutting down a startup is the hardest thing in the world for me. Like yeah. I will continue paying franchise taxes for like
0: an extra three years because I'm like I don't know maybe we could do something with that <laughs> get the band back together. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, so that's but that's the IKEA effect. That is the the idea that there's some value you should adaptively place on the things that you have. But if you assembled them by hand that value would be much higher and you think about that and i think these two are i'll go back to it why people stay in relationships longer than they're useful for them or healthy for them um why startups keep going for much longer than they should um why people still have like the ratty shirt from that 110k you uh, you you ran it's like all these like, yeah but i did it i did the thing um And I I like that as our our launching off point. I know we've got like a minute left on the shot clock and then we both have to jump. But but I think this is I've got I've got high hopes, not just for the joy of getting to explore these concepts, but that these are the types of things that people would find helpful. And I can make a promise to whoever's listening that says, you know, episode one involves us faffing about for a minute, but there'll be much less faffing and much more content next time we do this. I i'm not it. sure that's a i'm not sure that's a promise i'm ready to make
1: <laughs> okay that's fine. I, one of us will, will pick it up but um, if you're but if you're okay with anything that has happened in the last 25 minutes or so yeah. stick around yeah. like subscribe whatever you do on wherever you do it um we'll be uh, uh dropping these things live if you're on video close
0: to live if you're on podcast
1: yeah So. Uh,
0: so how, was, once a week, we'll see well, how it pans out when the holidays hit. <laughs> we're, we're set for Mondays. We'll give it a shot. What, what was the tagline you said? Come, uh, make,
1: uh, come make good enough decisions <laughs> with us.
0: <laughs> come back next week and, and make good enough decisions with us. Awesome, man! Yeah, thanks good for stuff. appreciate it. Thanks, Kurt.